Welcome to Communicore Weekly. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And I have the head of a camel, the neck of a crocodile, ears like a cow. Here's another minute that you can't get back. It's the 60-second review. Well, you might be a little confused with uh, why we're starting with a 60-second review instead of this day in Disney history. You promised you would never sing again. Yeah, and but then Andy and Steve said they'd get mad if this wasn't in every show. Oh, okay. Well, so that enough. way it's in it. We've hit it. Fine. Well, we've we've already covered Peach Dragon about seven times. Because I really um, like that movie. Yeah, yeah. But, but Disney has just released Peach Dragon on Blu-ray for the 35th anniversary, I believe. I believe it is the... I believe it is. Like so that, yeah. we wanted to do a 60-second uh, review, which you guys know will turn out to be about four or five minutes. Yes, of course. So uh, we really don't have to talk too much about the film itself since we already covered it extensively, especially in episode 37. But we can talk about the the Blu-ray transfer and, you know, the disc itself and, and what mm -hmm. we thought of it. Um... Right off the bat, when I got the disc, I noticed on the back it said it was 88 minutes long, and I had a mini panic attack because <laughs> that is the shortened version, and I was like, oh no. But then I watched it, and it was the 129-minute version, so that made it okay. So it was a really weird mistake on the packaging, so don't worry, you're getting all your Peach Dragon. It's not the 134-minute version, which is slightly longer, that was on the Roadshow version, but mm -hmm. you, you get, you know, for the most part, the whole film on this disc. Exactly. And it looks, I mean, right off the bat, I thought it looked fantastic. It was a great Blu-ray Blu -ray transfer. Um, if you've read any of our Disney reviews on Mice Chat, which is the best Disney website in the world, um, we looked at some earlier Disney Blu-rays from the 70s, like uh, the Aristocrat, the Aristocats and the Rescuers Down Under. We noticed because of the change in animation style, it was very rough. It didn't look good. Very, very rough. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, rough. But this, I thought, transferred well. Uh, the special effects look like special effects from the 70s. Yeah, they, I mean, you really can't do much about that now. I mean, there's no George Lucas behind it trying to, you know, make uh, Elliot the Dragon shoot first. But um, Exactly, exactly. But it's still, it's still the, the effects held up well with the story. You knew what to expect. This was a Disney movie, you know, sort of in the vein of trying to recapture what had happened with Mary Poppins, which nothing could really capture what happened with Mary Poppins. No. Uh, but... It's a great film. This is probably the third or fourth time I've seen it as a Disney fan, you know, meaning in the past couple of years. And this time I really enjoyed it the most. I, I don't know if it was the uh, the sound quality was so much better or I was able to take in so much more of it with the high definition, but it was it was great. It was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, my youngest son was like, ah, I don't want to watch it. I've seen it. And about a half hour later, just came and sat down next to me and spent the rest of the whole movie with me watching it. Well, because really it's a great movie. It. So oh, how, it is a great how, movie. How can I want to? Like, exactly. but like you said, though, the transfer is good. Um, it's not perfect, obviously, but it's probably the best transfer from, like, a 70s film that I've seen so far, Disney-wise. Um, where they kind of failed on this, unfortunately, is the special features. Oh, yes, um, yeah. If you have the DVD edition, the high-flying DVD from about, 
I think it was three years ago it came out. Yep. That has more special features than this Blu-ray disc, which is kind of mind-blowing because it's not like they couldn't fit all this stuff on the disc. Exactly, or find some other things to put in there. And that's what we've seen with a lot of Disney films that have been released lately is the extras are kind of skimpy, and what they're pushing on us is the second screen. Yeah, yeah. And this which, one didn't have the second screen. No, this one did not have a second screen. And I, I find myself not using the second screen for a lot of movies because I find mm -hmm. it very distracting. I like to watch the extra features separate. Um, this one still has the the uh, brazzle-dazzle effects behind Disney's Movie Magic uh, special feature, which is good. It's like yeah, 25 it's good. minutes long, it, but mm -hmm. um, the second half of it is narrated by Sean Marshall, who played Pete in the film, which is kind of cool. He's never on screen, though, so you can't see how well or badly he's aged. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean... Exactly. There's there's a couple of deleted scenes. There's another musical number, but all the other stuff from the previous editions is gone. Like that's an hour yeah. worth of material that they stripped from this disc, and I really don't know why. Maybe they're yeah, gonna I do another edition in another 35 years on mind implants. I don't know. I'd well, buy it then too. Well, of course you will. You're you're crazy about it. Um, yeah. You're an Elliot Aholic. I am an Elliot Aholic. But you know, I, I I'm always a big proponent of you know what Blu-ray is that much more spectacular than a regular DVD and the sound quality is usually so much better that it's worth it. If you don't already own Pete's Dragon, you don't really need to pick it up unless you want the Blu-ray. Uh, if you don't, this is a great opportunity to get it. No, you sw switch that. You, you said if you oh. don't own Pete's Dragon, don't buy it. If you do own oh, a DVD okay. already, you, you don't really need this. But if you don't own it, this is a good good See, reason to pick test. it up. It was I a was test. I was making sure you were following. I totally so was actually, paying attention. If you own the DVD, you do not have to buy it on Blu-ray unless you want the Blu-ray quality. Yes. yes. That's what I was supposed to say. Fair enough. Okay, fair, fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, you know, before we, before we jump off into talking about another part of Peach Dragon, I still love this film because... It's amazing to see the amount of drinking and alcohol that goes on in this film. The drunk scenes. Oh my gosh! Are hysterical. It's fantastic. And with with Lampy and Hoagie I, and meeting LA for the first time, it's just it's laughable. You it's have so those other fun. Disney movies that edit out like the people smoking and stuff. There is yeah. no way they can edit the drinking out of this movie because there's just yeah. so much drinking. You leave, leave complete scenes and the scene where they're in the bar. Uh, it's first time you meet Helen Reddy's character and. She ends up dancing it's on just one of the barrels. foam everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and they have a foam rave basically years yeah. before it's time. You're still like, wow, that place had to smell really bad. But, but it was great. I mean, cool. it had great songs. It had a lot of charm. The animation of Elliot was really well done. That was Ken Anderson and um, uh, the guy that left. Uh oh, I'm in trouble with my geek credibility. Your geek cred just went down. It just went way down. Don Bluth. Don Bluth, there you Don go. Don Bluth. Regardless, it, it's, Regardless. It, it looks good. And when I grow up, I want to be Doc Terminus. Exactly, exactly. No, no, no. I get to be Doc Terminus. Why do, you, why do you get to be Doc Terminus? I'm going to be Doc Terminus. I'm older than you. That doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean you get to be Doc Terminus just because you're older than I am. All right, well, maybe this needs to be a Disney debate. I think it does need to be a Disney debate. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's a debate. Who's going to win it? Okay, first of all, I already have my own lackey, and I don't call him Hoagie, but I call him George, and he oh. Oh. will help me sell my fake medicines to the towns of Passamaquoddy to help myself make money. That's my that's my opening shot. Your turn. Passamaquoddy? 
Pemakadakity? See, I can say it correctly. Can, Pass but I don't have to say it this way. See, Doc Terminus was just such a great character. You know, so encompassing. Just he was so confident, just like I am. Had that devilish charm, just like I have. Um, apparently, the women can't resist him, or something like that. But you know, he's just one of those people that you 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 get an idea, and you're like, you know, I just want to be him when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of snake oil salesman that you really kind of like. But you're not sure. Well, you you really want to root for him because, yeah. in a way, even though he is a vile human being and he's gonna <laughs> he's going to kill Elliot and chop him up into little pieces and sell dragon whiskers and dragon toes <laughs> and a dragon tooth and a dragon nose. I mean, that's pretty morbid if you think about it. Yeah. Um, still, he is very likable for a guy that you're you hate in the end because he kills oh, people. But, but the real reason I want to be is because he wears capes. Well I, well, I already have the hat, so I'm halfway oh. there. Yeah. And I got I got a beard going already. I just need to put the little mustache. And what do you got? You're you're like clean shaven. I win that round. Oh dang. I already got I already got that part there. Man. What are you, what are your specialties? Do you know what your specialties are? Um. Nope. You don't know, do you? Yeah. Audiology, it's mycology, all... cytology, teratology, embryology, psychology, and zoology, and every allergy you can think of. I think I'm winning this one, Joy. It's timey wimey, spacey wacy. No, it doesn't work on this one. Man, I Doctor Who cannot, cannot help I you out of this. Cooler. Just because the first part of it is Doc doesn't mean that Doctor Who will help you. <laughs> or Doc Brown, or, or Doc Brown, or any other doctor you can think Great of. Scott, man, I can't believe I've got to concede the first loss to you. So, man. I can be Doc Terminus for Halloween, and when I grow up. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to be Hoagie. Okay, thanks, Hoagie. Dang. I guess that's what we got. So, well, anyways, why don't you guys leave us a comment? Who do you think would make a better Doc Terminus? Please tell us. We'd love to know. As long as the answer is Jeff Heimbuck, then I would love to know who you think <laughs> would be the better Doc Terminus. Always gonna have the last word. Spoiler, it's me. <laughs> he's a nerd. He's a geek. But we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's Book of the Week. So another Disney art book about animated films. Is there anything else possibly that the Disney company could release that would add to what we know about Disney films? Well, surprisingly, yes. The A Disney sketchbook has just been released by Disney Publishing. And they've surprisingly they've had a really good track record recently, especially with that amazing Disney poster book that we looked at a while ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that one. We should each buy five copies of it. Um, but uh, I, I talked about a bunch of the upcoming slate of animated-related titles, and this one stuck out. A Disney sketchbook by Ken Shu, $50 retail price. So the question is, is this book worth the $50? So the concept for the title, as explained by Ken Shu, is to imagine if there had been a real Disney sketchbook created by the artist and handed down throughout the years. You know, sort of give you an idea about how to draw the characters, how to get emotions across. Uh, they said in the introduction that an item doesn't exist, so Disney decided to put one together. So it's sort of got, uh, they've actually reproduced these unprocessed, uninked, unpainted, and unrendered Disney drawings. And it sort of shows how the human touch defines the character's performance and the story. Right off the bat, the book is gorgeous. It's 152 pages. It's large scale. It's almost 11 by 14. 
and it's very hefty, but it's very well constructed. The pages are printed on a real heavy artist style paper that's beautifully textured. It really feels like uh, an artist's notebook. All the sketches, of course, are black and white, like pencil or charcoal drawings, and they really pop off with the beige-colored paper. Uh, when you start your journey with the Disney sketchbook, you get a sense of the depth of the company's animated history and the actual growth of the artists. You start off with drawings of Mickey Mouse that show the proper techniques for drawing and moving him, to some of the Silly Symphonies, Peter Pan, Snow White. It goes all the way up until Tangled. Every major film in every major period is covered. You get a really great sense of movement and emotion with each character, and the artistry is striking and, and primal. There's no other word for it. Uh, it. When you're looking at it, it's sometimes it's quite obvious who the artist was. It's easy to pick out Mark Davis, Mary Blair, Ollie Johnson, Glenn, Clean, Glenn Keane, and Andreas Deja, but they didn't tell you who any of the other artists were. It doesn't label and, them on the page itself? No, it doesn't itself. label them. There's no index. There's nothing. So you really are missing quite a bit by not having that. And I think that's a disservice to the artists. So I it's, know they're it's really, literally like 152 pages of just sketches. Like it does, there's really not a lot sketches. of text or anything. It's just nope, there's, there's, pictures. Uh, there's a foreword. There's an introduction that explains it from Charles Solomon, Ken Shu. So you've got some big names, but there's nothing else at all. Interesting. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It is beautiful, and you really, well, it, it, it's it's a book that you're going to love if you like animation or if you like the animated films. Really, uh, these are reproductions of the actual hand drawings that were used to create these characters and the character models. It, it really is amazing. It, it's like you're you've been sat down in the archives and are like just flip through some of this artwork if you want it because it's really a perfect representation of a sketchbook handed down by the rest of the years, one that they studied and completely cherished by all of the animators itself. So you mentioned that it was $50. Is it worth that price for all, just sketches or what? It's really expensive. Um, I was surprised. I did receive a review copy and my wife or pre-ordered a copy. So I've got two sitting here. <clears throat> um, it is stunning. It really, really is. I mean, you'll flip through it, you'll study the drawings, you'll be amazed how these simple lines are transformed. But you need to be a serious fan of animation or you need to be a complete book collector like I am where you've got to have everything. Uh, or, or, I mean, just if you really love the animated films, you're going to enjoy this book. I'm not going to tell you not to pick it up. It is gorgeous, but $50 is fairly expensive. Um, the print low, the print run, I'm assuming, is going to be really low, which they've done with their other ones. So it's going to be like every other book we've seen. It's so gonna it's going to be fifty dollars now, and then in a year it's going to be two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah, like the Art of Disneyland book we talked about earlier. It's now two hundred and fifty. Gotcha. You know, so, it's, it's so get it now. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and and you know, if you're interested, pick up a copy now. It is going to get expensive. And I'm really excited to see that Disney's starting to offer lots of different titles, not just the art of books. You know, this really looks at one specific thing. And, you know, it seems to be, it's put under the D23 imprint. And sadly, this is probably the best thing that D23 has been involved with. Uh, but, you know, not a burn, not a burn. Uh, I still think Disney, the Disney company still has plenty in the archives to release as well. So we'll see other things like this. And... This book is called A Disney Sketchbook by Ken Shu.
Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. So obviously, we do a lot of the, the stateside parks here on Communicore Weekly, but they're not the only ones that have five-legged goats. Our good friend Keith Gluck from thedisneyproject.com, he actually just went over to Disneyland Paris not too long ago, and he sent back a couple of photos for five-legged goats that are, that are pretty good. There's one of them that's outside of the Snow White attraction over there, and there's an axe embedded into a tree stump. See, that is a reference to the original story of Snow White, where the Huntsman was sent to chop her up in the little pieces, kinda like Doc Terminus was gonna do to Elliot the Dragon, but he was gonna chop her up and cut out her heart with an axe. But in the movie, I guess an axe is a little too much, so they used a knife instead. It's a little morbid, sure, I get it, but it's nice to see them pay a little uh, homage to the source material. I thought we were gonna do this segment in French. I cannot talk that many French words at once. I can't even talk that many English words, so... <laughs> Well, I guess that means we need to end the show. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably a good idea. Thanks so much for watching, but before everybody goes, we want to talk to you guys about a contest we're running over on the Facebook. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We received a giveaway copy of Peach Dragon on Blu-ray that we're going to give away to one lucky fan. And all you have to do is head to one of the Facebook pages that we're associated with and like the page. You'll, you'll see there'll be one of those raffle copter contests. Uh, it's the Communicore Weekly page. Imagine Erding, Fairy Godmother Travel, it's kind of a cute story, and From the Mouth of the Mouse. And that, that those that's five different Facebook pages, and you only have to like one, or you can like all five. You, and you if like you all five, like them, you get five entries. Exactly, which Just is saying. even better than one. Well, five, is, five is always better than one. Either Isn't way, it? I'll... I'll also have it up on the CommunicoreWeekly.com uh, on the show page for this show, so you can click there and go like the pages and enter it over there as well. Exactly, which would be good. So. Yes. But anyway, be sure to leave us a comment and rate us on iTunes. Yep, and you can always email us at CommunicoreWeekly at gmail.com, especially with the comments about who would be a better Doc Terminus. It's still me. Give it up. Um, like <sighs> us on Facebook, where you can enter our contest at Facebook.com slash CommunicoreWeekly. Oh, that's good. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Imaginerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. I'm George. And I'm Doc Terminus. What? Uh, uh, they haven't voted yet. I, I still win. Or, or did you go into the future, found out who they voted for, came... Oh, my head hurts. Um, Not again. Not again. Well, we're from Mice Chat. And, and Pashamaquati. But thanks uh, so much for watching, and we'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly. Yeah.